Welcome to The Greenhouse Effect. Our hope is that this podcast would be like a greenhouse to help you get unstuck and grow in your full potential because life ought to be fully lived. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Perkins. I'm joined here today by Tommy Thompson, my co-host. Hello, everybody. And today's question is basically just who are we, Tommy? (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't know if we know the answers yet, but definitely listeners might not know yet. Well, yeah, I think it would make sense for people to figure out uh, who you're listening to each of these weeks. (laughs) So a bit introspective, but who are we? What brought us to this point and to this podcast? Um, and so we're going to share a little bit of our stories and background and how it all ties together with this podcast. Yeah, this uh, really began a, a few years ago when Steve and I began meeting together for breakfast. And we just found this common uh, thread of this passion for growth and learning and figuring out this whole path that we're on. And so uh, we began to have those conversations, and that's been the thread that's led to this <laughs> of saying, well, let's share some of these conversations with everybody. But there's a backstory to all of this. So why don't you get a little bit into your story and what brought you to this point? Exactly. And anyone who hangs around long enough will start to realize we're kind of big geeks when it comes to you know, how can we just really maximize our potential and our purpose and have fulfillment in our life? So, you know, you're a geek. I'm kind of cool. I guess. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm the geek. Tommy really levels me out. But, (laughs) you know, we just want to talk about this topic because we could we could talk for ages about this topic. And um, and so anyone who has any amount of interest in that will probably enjoy the podcast. You know, for me, my story I think started growing up, I just hardwired into me. Um, I thought about, you know, what what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to be when I grow up was kind of right. <laughs> always the theme question. I think it still is as an adult. It's like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I don't know. Do adults even know? <laughs> I don't know that anyone <laughs> really knows. But um, I do remember thinking I want to be an inventor. And I love having conversations with people about their life dreams and goals and what they want to be when they grow up. And so, you know, from the early stages, I can remember thinking um, about kind of inventing stuff and tinkering with things. I had this box in my closet, a little bit hidden, um, that I called the invention box. And anytime someone in the family tried to throw junk away, I would go rescue it, bring it to its safe harbor in my invention box, and then like kind of build things and trinkets out of those pieces and parts. Um, so you remember, uh, Rube Goldberg contraption or maybe, uh, the mouse trap game, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. all the shoots and ladders and the marble kind of triggers things. And I actually built a life-size one of those in my bedroom Wow! with the invention box junk. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And I wish I could have seen that. I wish I had a video if videos existed back then. It was like, uh, marble that would start. And it would go down a ramp and trigger all these gizmos throughout the whole room and end in a bucket, you know. It's very... Well, it makes sense because ever since I've known you, I mean, you're a dreamer. You're you're someone who's trying to figure things out and how to make a better mousetrap. Right. And so it, it's, it is the way you're wired. Uh, hopefully, 
I'm dreaming up stuff that's a little more helpful to society now. But uh, <laughs> the mousetrap convention invention was pretty cool. But, you know, I, I really did have that thread of wanting to dream big and wanting to make a difference with my life. And I can remember early on having thoughts of people I knew in my life or celebrities who seemed to be regretting in their old age what they did with their life. And that was really, um, that had an effect on me. It was, it was kind of a sad thought. I really didn't want to reach that point in my life. And so I think as a kid, you know, everyone's got their quirks. Mine was just thinking about this and thinking about how can I be intentional in my life to really um, grow into who I was meant to be and make a difference in the world. That's great. Um, and so I think the problem came in when I I didn't know what my calling was, or at least I had this idea that you're supposed to kind of figure out your calling or what's that unique thing you're supposed to do maybe in your career or with, you know, the majority of your of your time. And I didn't know how to figure that out. <laughs> and it seemed to me like the people who had figured it out just, it just arrives one day. Like God just sends them a message one day, here's your calling, and then they go forth and do it the rest of their life. Wouldn't it be great if it worked out that, that way? Would if we be could just so nice. press something or take a pill and all of a sudden it'd be like <laughs> like the blue and the red pill in, in the matrix uh-huh. and all of a sudden our life calling would just well, appear before us. I, I I think it sounds silly to say now, but I think I was kind of waiting for that. I think for years I was just kind of like, okay, one day it'll come to me. So I just kind of wait around and for that to happen. Um and there was a bit of frustration too. Like, how come people don't know how to do this? You know, how right. am I supposed to figure this out? Yeah. And so, you know, time went by and I went to college and I became an engineer because I was good at math and science. And so people said, become an engineer. And, you know, that seemed to fit being interested in, you know, wanting to be an inventor. But, you know, after college, I got into that career field and something still wasn't right. Something was still uneasy that, um, I wasn't in the right spot and I definitely wasn't kind of in my sweet spot. Um, And so I kind of kept coming back to that theme over and over of what's my calling, what's my greater purpose or what, uh, you know, how can I kind of tap into my, the way I'm uniquely wired or what I'm meant to do. And uh, I always had surrounded myself with mentors and, you know, books and um, talks and, and just trying to learn and soak it all in. And still, it seemed like no one really knew how to figure this thing out. So I started, I was like, all right, I'm taking matters into my own hands. <laughs> and I don't remember how many years ago, but I have this packet still. It's, it's a, a printout stapled together, about, you know, 10 sheets thick. And it's titled, um, how to, it's titled, how to find your calling. <laughs> that sounds good. Right? Yeah, yeah, And so exactly. it was my best first attempt yeah. at, I think there was stuff in there about personality types and what you like to do as a kid. And, you know, just trying to think through how do you how do you get a, a handle on what you're wired to do? Right. So I have that booklet still. I still actually use it sometimes. And um, but I was still kind of waiting myself to figure that calling out. I still didn't know what it was. So, um, you know, when you fast forward to kind of career being married, I was thinking the question had kind of changed a little bit. And I was thinking more about how do I spend the best hours of my day? And and so for me, it kept coming back to work and career because every day I'm, I'm spending the majority of my time 
doing something for work that at the time I didn't necessarily care about all that much or, or feel like that was really the way I could contribute to the world. And so I had, I had a good job and things were going fine, but it felt like I had something more to give, more to contribute. And, um, and so that's kind of where, you know, you and I and our, our breakfasts come in and, um, Right. That's where things intersected. And, and one of the things you'll learn if you listen along with us for a while is that, uh, an interesting part of our relationship is I'm a couple decades, uh, after you. I'm, I'm, uh, well, that's l- lightly putting, but uh, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say how many couples of decades. <laughs> so what that's, caused is is my journey, which has dealt with a lot of those same questions of trying to figure out what my life is meant to be and what I'm meant to do. I was going through those same questions about mm, 25 or so years before you were. So my background is is a, a very eclectic background of uh, really growing up just having nothing on my mind except sports going to college, not knowing exactly what I wanted to do, but I was very involved in a Christian fellowship, so I figured the most obvious thing to do was to go to seminary. So I went to seminary, went through all of that that process, and then promptly decided to join my brother in business. He had uh, a few small businesses that he was uh, beginning to grow and needed some help with, so I joined him joined him in ownership of that and spent really then the next 30 or so years running small businesses. So in the midst of that, I was then also doing a lot of uh, teaching within the church on growth and personal growth and finding uh, that same kind of discontent that you were talking about of, Mm -hmm. of wanting my life to count for more wanting a sense of significance, wanting a sense of making a difference in people's lives. So for me, literally about 27, 28 years ago, I went through a process of what I call developing my life mission statement and went through this internal process of trying to figure out really who I am uh deep within, and what am I called to do? So out of that process, then fast forward about 20 years, you and I connect. I've now worked through so much of this with, you know, 20 plus years of mistakes and (laughs) and twists and turns as I've, you know, been grappling with this and, you know, begin to meet with you. And you're asking those same questions, which are, you know, completely get me jazzed (laughs) as to how can I help others find that sense of um, that sweet spot, that connection point. And, And so that has then led to many other questions about how can we operate absolutely in the the core center of who we're wired to be. Yeah, and, you know, the first time you said the phrase life mission statement, you know, my ears perked up (laughs) (laughs) and my nerd alarm went off because I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is, there's a reason we're sitting here talking to each other. In fact, I remember... uh, you know, we initially connected, I think we had met before, but when we really started meeting for those breakfasts was through a mentoring program that you had started. And um, there was some process to kind of get paired up with a mentor. And I remember requesting uh, 
I'd really love to meet with Tommy Thompson. I didn't, we didn't know each other yet. Right. I think we had met, but we didn't really know each other. And later on, you asked me, you know, Steve, why did you, <laughs> why did you request to meet up with me? We didn't even know each other. And I said, well, I had heard enough times from other people. Uh, you know, we went to the same church and had similar probably uh, connections through friends. I'd heard enough times just randomly that you were, you were a person who, um, was kind of seeking to grow in all areas of your life. And that integration of work and faith and family and hobbies, and it that mattered to you. And I, it came at such a great time because for me, I was getting frustrated in my search for calling and significance. It's like, okay, I've, I've got people who are kind of like mentors or advisors or helpers in my work. Right. And then in my spiritual life and then in my relationships and but it feels fractured. I'm I'm having bits of conversation with all of them. I'm talking about parts of my life with different people. Like, isn't there someone else thinking about all this and how it fits together? <laughs> well, and that always has been a passion of mine, that we can't separate our work lives from our home life, from our church life, from our internal life, that it's not about balance. It's about wholeness, and that wholeness should have a consistency. And so, uh, all through uh, these years of growing a business while um, growing a family uh, and trying to have involvement, it was all about how, do, how does this work together? How does this integrate? Because there's such a frustration at uh, being disintegrated so often. And so, again, that was just such a point of connection because I could tell that why you cared so much about being uh, about finding your right place in your career, you also cared about being a great dad and being a great husband and being consistent with who you are and your faith and that it was all one. And so it was, again, kind of that that connection point that we had that is actually what's led to this podcast, mm-hmm. that you know, we know that sense of connectedness and that sense of uh, synergy in our lives is so important, so life-giving and something that we care about sharing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's probably worth noting, you know, the we had both separately years ago kind of been working through ways to figure out what is that sweet spot? What is that calling for your life? And And so for me, when it all started to click finally— when I started to finally hone in on what that right. thing is for me, it was kind of working with you to um, go through this life mission process and try to start d- making drafts of something written down right? and mm-hmm. trying to get to a life mission statement that's not, you know, like you have company life mission statements. What about a personal life mission statement for your life? And so you introduced that concept to me and, and we started working through it and 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 revising and iterating through drafts. And it got to a point where, uh, you know, I had, I felt like I had honed in a lot since we started, but it still wasn't crystal clear. In fact, still could probably always get more and more crystal clear, but it hit a point where it was something about helping people reach their full potential. And that resonated with me. And I looked up at you and you said across the table at breakfast, you said, Steve, I bet, if you helped people in your life, like your like your wife or your kids, reach their full potential, I bet that would be really meaningful to you. And I remember just instantly 
this emotion welling up inside. Oh, it was it was amazing. Your face was transformed. It was this mixture of uh, possibility and, uh, I mean, you were moved. You know, I, mean, I can remember yeah. tears in your eyes. Yeah. Like, and I, I went, oh, <laughs> something happened. Exactly. Something happened there. And yeah. it was it was so exciting to see how it, it, something was triggered right. with that. So. And I think that's that kind of moment is what, um, y- you know, in starting this company, Greenhouse Culture, that's the kind of thing that I want to bring to other people. And I think the work that you and I do together in this podcast is, you know, we want to bring that kind of aha moment to others, but also help them then flesh that out and bring it into practical reality. And so I think that's why the greenhouse effect is more than just find your calling. It's about how do you integrate these things into your life and practically live out, uh, you know, what you've been wired to do. Right. And hopefully, uh, as we go forward, you will get a sense of how deeply passionate we are about this. This is this is not just doing something. This is this absolutely gets us from the complete inside out. And yet we also want to always temper that with, but how do we just move beyond excitement to the real life and putting this into practice. So hopefully there'll always be a sense of that balance in the in the things and the ideas that we bring forward. Right. You and I have talked about a phrase, head, heart, and hand. Yeah. Right. So head, it's great to have knowledge and to be thinking about stuff and to have data. But you also need the heart, which is the emotion and the compelling reason for why. And then you know, I think there's a lot out there in this realm of growth and development and leadership that just stops there. Right. It's head Mm -hmm. and it's heart. And that's great. And that is actually really good. But I think you and I share a passion for how can we bring in that practical part, the hand part, the part that makes it uh, so you can implement it in your real normal life. Right. So if we were to say, as we want to do in each one of these episodes, uh, take away just from our stories. And we appreciate people taking the time to listen in on just our stories behind things, but would be to think uh, about your own story and your own life and where it's headed. And are you are you happy with the trajectory of your life and where this is going? And are you excited about the opportunity and the possibilities of growth? And reflect on that uh, a little bit about where are you? It, you may not be where you want to be, but even that is a helpful realization. I agree. I think, you know, if you can just spend even five minutes, but hopefully longer, just put away the distractions and just think about it. We don't take enough time to reflect on, you know, what is your story and where are you headed in life? And of course, one thing we will always add, if you can think on paper, that much better. You know, <laughs> so uh, in that reflecting, jot down something. It doesn't matter what it looks like, whether it's in the computer or on a piece of paper, whether it's list or drawings or whatever. But when we reflect on paper, amazing things happen. Yeah. So I think that's it for today. But, you know, we would encourage you if this, if anything is resonating in our stories or in what this podcast is about, just stick with us. We're going to keep giving you our best and, you know, presenting new ideas and bringing in different people's voices and stories. And so 
um, you know, I guarantee you'll find something along the way that'll help propel you forward. So, you know, whether you are just thinking about this for the first time or whether you are with us as a total, um, you know, personal growth kind of fiend, we would love to have you here. Join us for the episodes and see what happens. Great. Thanks so much. Here at the Greenhouse Effect, we are big fans of our friends at Belay Solutions. They are a company that provides virtual assistants and bookkeepers and social media managers. We want to give you a taste of what it's like to work with Belay from one of their clients. His name is Dave Richards, the CEO and lead coach for Elite Performance Associates. Belay saved me. When I was focused on growing my business, you know, I can think of recently, um, I was working with a high profile, uh, you know, federal government agency on a conference for them. And it had a lot of moving parts. You know, my VA allowed me to confidently let go of all of those things and just focus solely on preparing content and delivering a high value program to the client. Belay follows up with me. How can I give more this constant prodding of you know, how do you, how can we help you more? How can we pull more from your plate so that you can do, you know, what you're meant to do and what you're best at? If you resonate with any of this and you want more information, we have partnered with Belay to offer $200 off of your startup costs. And if you want to learn more about that or have a free consultation with a member of the Belay team, just click the link in the show notes or go to belaysolutions.com backslash next step. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe and come on, do us a favor. Leave a five-star review. It'll help others find the show too.